the curse of Aggie has struck again. No. Hey there, Escaping Reality fam. Welcome back to another installment of Aggie and Nick Watch Drag Race and talk to you guys about it. As you guys know, this is a podcast where we watch reality television together and then discuss as a group. Obviously, Nick and Aggie are the two in charge of the Drag Race content. You're welcome. And thank you so much for coming along on this journey with us. Don't forget to tell your friends, hey, I'm listening to this podcast talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. They're just super fans just like us, and they would love to have you joining in the conversation. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We are at Escaping Reality Pod or on Twitter at ESC. See reality pod slide into our dms tell us how you're feeling about the season about the show we're also watching the challenge and we just finished the circle season three and we are currently watching survivor season 41 lots of shit to talk about with us so we would love to hear your thoughts and as always please give us a rating or review on apple podcasts and follow us on spotify so you get notifications when we have new episodes going out here's hoping we'll know when the challenge episode comes out but survivor episodes are dropping on tuesdays rupaul's drag race episodes are dropping on thursdays and you might have a few other fun ones on wednesday Wednesdays going forward. So just keep an eye out and thanks so much for listening. That being said, let's get into it. Nikki, are you ready? Let's do this thing. All right. So today we are re- recapping RuPaul's Drag Race UK season three, episode three, there's entitled. There's a lot that goes down, <laughs> entitled Great Outdoors. And that's that's where we go. We do go outside. But before we get into that, let me just quickly run you through what happened in episode two in case you forgot, in case you skipped the previously on on WAP Presents Plus. Basically, last week we had a mini challenge where Crystal had to sort people based on her own personal opinions of them and it got heated to say the least. Then we had a maxi challenge that was Dragaton, aka RuPaul's answer to Peloton and honestly, sign me the fuck up. And then our runway was red carpet showstoppers and some of them stopped the show and some of them did not at the end of the night we had a bottom two of vanity milan and electra fence and in which this lip sync battle ended with electra fence being sent home by none other than vanity milan and then rupaul as the shadiest bitch she is said victoria skull come to the front of the stage by yourself she said the doctors need to take a look at your knee and we will decide what to do with you from there so we left on a button of What shall happen to Victoria Scone? The gag, what is going to happen? And I'll tell you what is going to happen, because... Immediately, we, we find out. Well, will they give us a Not few immediately. minutes? immediately. We have, like, two we have minutes. Like, yeah, we have, like, two minutes. So let's get into those two minutes, Nick. We get in, post-elimination. How are we feeling? What's going on? Basically, Victoria's knee is very fucked up, and she's like, I just, I'm very grateful to be here. And then we also have Vanity Milan. There she is. Being very proud of herself for sending a home electric fence who we had all talked about was a good lip syncer and then everyone basically reading charity case for not being in the bottom <laughs> two nick did you agree with all these feels yes honestly i love charity case i, I really do. do i find her very interesting i find her drag really cool to look at i loved her runway look last week and yeah, the, and the, the judges, judges did not but i truly loved her runway look she should have been in the bottom she was terrible at Dragaton. Didn't know her steps, didn't know what she was doing. And it was just like, come on. The reasoning for putting a lecture in the bottom was you were too good and you outshone the other people. I'm like, this is RuPaul's Drag Race. Isn't that the point? Yeah. And we just didn't agree with their commentary for Electra Fence at all. They were like, you were just ahead of everyone else. I'm like, I'm not sure that's accurate. I'm not sure that's accurate. You were like, you were ahead of everybody else and just like so excited to be there. I'm like, yeah, like that was the character she was doing. Yeah, it was like a little bit. And like, but her runway was terrible. 
So I, it, it was, was like, like pink met too much fabric. Yeah, it was weird. It was like Charity was terrible in the challenge, but great on the runway. Electra was good in the challenge, terrible on the runway. But the and Vanity like, Milan was medium in both. Vanity Milan was there. Because you liked her runway. I didn't. I didn't mind her runway. It was not one of my favorites, but I didn't mind it. I thought it was very nice. I think the hardest part for me to watch was Victoria Scone being so upset at the possibility of her potentially going home. And then also the like lovely moment she had with all of them where she was like, like, it's just so nice to feel so validated in my drag and like for yes, me to have yes, to yes. potentially go home after finally making it to the place where I like really wanted to be just kind of sucks and then we come into the workroom the oh next God. morning and Rue we get some Rue mail and it's like making puns about camping so we know where we're going <laughs> and then RuPaul walks in and she goes hello 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 I have an announcement Victoria Scone is going home like, moving on <laughs> literally moving on she's like Victoria will not be returning to the competition she has been medevaced to quote survivor oh my god so this is like my thing with it is what did she say she was like i have a feeling we haven't seen the last of her right so my thing with that is either she's going to be invited back for season four which like rue just like didn't tell us or plot was like maybe like we'll see her come back in another episode like, or like maybe that she's getting her knee fixed, but she'll be back before the end of the season. But would that be fair? How many queens are left now? Are we at 10? We've cut four people now because Victoria's going went home. Spoiler well, alert. Veronica is... Green goes home today. And then we had Electra Fence and Anubis. So that was three? Four? Three eliminations plus Victoria Scone means we're out four queens. But they're supposed so to have 10 episodes. Have, so how many do we have left? Eight? Eight. Okay, so conspiracy theory alert. <laughs> alert. This is jumping far ahead to like the end of this episode. But in the preview for next week's episode, Bruce says we are doing something that we have never done before in RuPaul's Drag Race. What if they take the four eliminated queens, have them and their, them own, be girl their group, own girl group and then split the two other teams into four into two groups as well so it's three groups in this competition and if the eliminated girls win they get to come back conspiracy or theory. maybe the best one of them could come back like if yeah. one of them wins they get to come back or something i don't know like that's just like a crazy conspiracy theory it would kind of be unfair to like make victoria scone earn her way back because she was like had a medical incident but I don't know because Rue was very cryptic Rue was like I have a feeling we haven't seen the last of her I'm like it was just a weird way to say mean? it it was just a weird way to say it when very clearly I mean maybe it was because with Veronica Green she just never returned to filming so they were like we have to address it do you know what I mean like we're gonna just tell you that she's coming back next season so you don't feel bad that COVID was her downfall yeah <laughs> a design challenge was her downfall well this season last season it was COVID but I don't know I feel like it was just a little vague, RuPaul. So I would love to know what you're thinking because Victoria Scone is was like low-key my pick to win because I love her and she never got the chance. So that's rude. Anyway, after RuPaul makes that announcement and immediately brushes over it, we get into the mini challenge, <laughs> right which was Finder. Finder. So basically a combination of Tinder and Grinder. I think yeah. more so Tinder. I think, what's the point? I think it was called Finder <laughs> because the men were finding themselves. They weren't sure uh, if they were gay. Oh, that was the pun. Okay, think, okay, okay, okay. I, I think I might be giving them too much credit. You might be giving them a little too much credit. Also, but basically they had to act <laughs> as questioning straight men. Yes, they had to like find themselves and like basically like give like a live dating profile. Let's just talk. Who did you like? Scarlett Harlan. Obviously. She was the best. 
LSU won. Kitty Scott Claus was also funny. Kitty Scott Claus was like, great. with the full, like, low voice. And then the she, low voice. And then like, like, hey, guys! Hey. Yes, that was very funny. Also, like, Ella of a Day was great. We also got to see Ella of a Day's ass. Like, hello, hello, yes, hello. I think Elle of a Day was good because we saw his ass. Loki off of Veronica was kind of funny. I thought so too. It was so different from everyone else that it was kind of like, yes. what, what's also going like, on here? Also like as someone who is active on Grindr and like Tinder, like that is a person you meet often. He was a special moment. But I you know was who good. wasn't good? No. River Medway. River. She just like wasn't funny. She was just there. She was just there. Also. Vandy Milan was kind of funny. I was going to say I didn't love that. I thought she was kind of funny. She was like such a bloke. Like she was such a She went guy. trade. She went yeah. full She's like, no, nah, I'm going to give it to you, man. And I was like, okay, go off. But like, it just like, it worked for realism. It didn't work for comedy. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But at the end of it, we do find out that Scarlet Harlot wins, which like, honestly gagged. Love that for her. Love this narrative for her. I've been waiting for her to come shining through and she did. I'm about it. I'm about her. And I think pretty much like Rue busted gut listening to Scarlet. She definitely laughed at a few others, but it was like but pretty But it was clear. like, it was pretty much like Scarlet Harlot, like this is your challenge to win. Yeah. She was like, would you like, would you like a win? I was yeah. like, yes, I would. Yes. So then Rue announces we're going to have a maxi challenge. It is going to be a design challenge, but it's also like part of a ball. Don't worry. We're going to talk about two looks, not just one. Literally like one episode after the first, we had a ball in the first episode, <laughs> one episode later, we have another one. Rue, I love it. I'm not going to lie. I love the look challenges because it's so much fun. You get to think what they're doing. Season three of US Drag Race has four different balls and four different design challenges. It's a very fun season to watch because of that. But it's a lot. But it's a lot, girl. Like, my God. So the two themes are, the first runway, I believe, is called Happy Campers in the Outdoors, whatever that means to you. We'll talk about it when we get to the toot and boot the looks, but like, huh? And then the second one is the design challenge where you take camping supplies and turn them into a couture outfit or campfire couture, as Rue likes to call it. And I actually thought this was going to be a very fun challenge. It's some of the more unconventional materials I feel like we've seen in recent seasons. Like, there was definitely some fabric, there were some blankets, there were some sleeping bags things like that but then there were also like full-on tents yeah there's a beanbag chair that they popped at one point poor river medway and Bella <laughs> the day were covered in like little balls from the beanbag chair i mean i don't think this is river's first time being covered with a million white balls but you know it is what it um is. river medway also like low-key was like i haven't dated girls in a while but like never say never and i was like are you bi like what's happening is this what's happening I don't know. It was such an offhand comment. I was like, oh, we're just... My favorite, not my favorite thing, what's always funny to me is like the way that they fight over these materials. And the way that Scarlet Harlot like ravaged the area. Oh my gosh. So she gets like her 15 second head start, which like, let's be honest, that is not a real... That's not an advantage for winning a mini. But she like pulls the kite down and it like knocks over an entire shelf. And then she doesn't even use the kites. She gives them to Veronica Veronica Green, which like sabotage? Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, just like the way the queens destroy all the materials, I always find it really funny to watch. Because yeah. it's like, I'm just going to rip up this clearly piece of set dressing that the producers put here, but I'm going to use it as material. I'm going to do whatever the fuck Like I the want. fake grass, I don't think was supposed to be used as a material, but they're like, fuck it. And but then like, no one actually used yeah, it. No one actually used it. They were like, go ape shit. And they fucking did. But then we have a few people talking about sewing, etc. But we'll sort of bring that in when we talk about Rue's walkthrough. Her walk 
walks her, she brings in Raven, because obviously we love a quarantined bitch. <laughs> so she we can love come on the set. Girl. And Raven is there to not only talk through their outfits and sort of like, for some reason they go in groups, which I thought was kind of weird, but whatever. But Raven is also there if they have any makeup questions to give them some tips. She is also there to show what a Black woman looks like. Well. Like, I think we talked about this before. I feel like we talked about this when we talked about Drag Race Down Under. She is just getting darker and darker every time she comes on our screen. Yeah, is it like a Jim Chan Laundry situation where we're just like like, hitting the tanning booth too much? Like, at what point do we say that this is uncomfortable and bad? I don't know. But I love Raven. I find her commentary hysterical. In her season, she's like very funny to watch. She's very bitchy. It's like, I enjoy her, but girl's getting dark. It's getting dark, but she does have some very helpful makeup she does. tips she for does. them when they ask. So we'll let her be for right now. We are a little just something to keep an eye just on her. To keep an eye, keep an eye on her. Oh, speaking of, I think we all just need to read Crystal Versace a little bit for her look during finder oh girl that was blackface <laughs> i think we just that like, was straight up i'm gonna smear orange paint all over my face and body and call it tan tan question mark we didn't see enough of her bit for me <clears throat> to know why she was that color so i think she was going for being dirty but i think she like instead of putting it in like splotchy places which like i'm not gonna lie like, being in like theater like i've tried to do the dirt look and then put went way too crazy and i looked like i was doing blackface because i just smeared a bunch of dirt on my face and then didn't bother to like which we make all it know clean in some areas from mary poppins became basically black basically i think she like was she trying to, to be like do... a shady guy on an app yeah then she wants to be like a dirty construction worker guy but then like didn't know when to put the dirt down just to be clear i was uncomfortable okay so sorry Going back to the actual maxi challenge, let's talk about Rue's walkthrough with Raven, getting makeup tips, all of that. Basically, a few people mentioned that they kind of can't sew. Um, Ella Viday says that she hasn't sewn much with fabrics that are not stretched. So like that to me means that she can sew. She's just not comfortable with this type of work. I think it's just like the unconventional thing like through her maybe queens are always like I can sew like I can make a garment but like I can't make a garment out of like a fucking tent or out of like garbage because that's that's a different skill set you have to have like that ability to look at it and And that's more design than it is like construction I mean Vanity also said similarly like I can like put an outfit together but I also remember her didn't she say her husband makes a lot of her clothes like overall so I think I think that is like her kind of like saying like hey I know how to put an outfit together but like also my husband makes them for me so yeah I think that it made you a little bit nervous for her and then Kitty I mean let's just mini vibe check RuPaul RuPaul like low-key finds Kitty like I don't know annoying or ugly or something like every time Kitty Scott Claus talks she's like she's like ah, fast like that's basically the undertone and you're like well I think you're like Ru get it together but Kitty so was think- basically like I don't know she was just like, I can kind of sell. And I was like, what does that mean, Kitty? So I think Kitty is very similar to me where we make very self-deprecating jokes, like at our yes. own expense. And like Kitty always makes the like bigger girl joke. Like mm-hmm. she said something today just like, well, I need a lot of fabric to cover up this whole body. Like something along those lines. And like Rue like laughing. like, you do. Huh? I think Rue's laughing more at the self-deprecating joke than at her for being fat. But I agree it does come across. It comes I'm off like, differently than that, you know? I'm like Rue, you can't yeah, only yeah, yeah. laugh at Kitty Scott Claus. You can't only laugh at Kitty Scott Claus. So we start there, which we talk through a few things. Basically, 
actually the walkthrough is pretty like non, like nothing really comes up as like a huge red flag. You're a little bit nervous for Ella of a day. You're a little bit nervous for Kitty and you're a little bit nervous for Vanity, but everyone comes in with an idea and the shocker of it is like Veronica feels very confident. She's like, I've got this great idea. Well, she was like, I have this great idea. Like, I know what I'm doing. I know how to sew. I learned how to sew in COVID. She also, Veronica, like, also, like, she made a lot of her own looks. Before, yeah. Like, the season two. She was like, I made I think her and her husband were together. Yeah, yeah. I think she's like, maybe I designed them and my husband made them. Or, like, all of these looks, like, were made by us. I didn't, like, buy them. And then she talked about how she specifically learned to sew in COVID. Yeah. Like, her personally. Because then you see her giving help to literally everyone. Everyone. And I'm like, Veronica, don't you have your own dress to be working on? I think it's Theresa May who's like, I don't know where she is or what she's been doing, but like, bitch isn't working on her own outfit. Well, it's like River said to in one of her talking heads moment, she was like talking about Crystal because Crystal was getting help from River. And River's like, there comes a point where like, girl, you need to go do it yourself because I got my own garbage to worry about. Like, sorry, yeah. I'm not going to give you any more tips and have you win another badge over me. And like, it sounds cutthroat, but at the end of the day, like, that's the tea. That's what you got to do. Veronica was too focused on being nice or like trying to help everybody. It was very much what happened to Asia O'Hara in the ball challenge. And like, um, Oh, that, like, yeah. Asia, like, they were like, Asia, like, your dress is unfinished, boring, and bad. And I was like, this other bitch over here is about to win. Yeah. Did you see the issue here? Yeah. She, I mean, she helps literally everyone. Yeah. Which, so, like, doesn't surprise me because she's an actual gem. But, like, but it's like, but I was like, girlfriend. But then she's, like, freaking out on the actual day of the challenge. Yeah. And you're like, but this is you self made this happen you did this like, yourself it sucked but, it was hard to watch in that yeah. moment was there anyone you were worried about like really concerned about or were like wow they're gonna fucking crush it after the walkthroughs i was definitely worried about veronica obviously i was a little bit worried about scarlet scarlet was kind of like i'm doing i have this really weird i, or I have this interesting idea to like make a gown and veronica was helping her and mm-hmm. she was like i made these panels but it's a non-stretch fabric so like i've not really done that, that before i was um, a little worried about ella vidae just because she same, seemed to same. be my thing with ella vidae's is she took a raincoat and made it into a raincoat. Yeah. I mean, it looked good, but she also was like, I haven't worked with non-stretch fabric. So to me, I wasn't sure if that meant she was going to like not know how to sew or if she was just going to potentially struggle with like finding the right way to put the fabric together. Spoiler alert. I didn't need to be worried about her, which is good because I love her. I love her. So it's fine. Anyway, there were a few times where they were just chatting with each other while this is all going on while they're getting ready. Um, The easier sort of like lighter hearted one of these is River and Ella have a like, lovely little moment together where they're talking about how River is just like I do know how to sew and I just kind of want to make an impression you know like I feel like she's a little worried she's confiding in Ella saying like I just don't think I'm making like any sort of impact at this point in the competition and then she sort of starts to get like down on herself well even though I know how to sew am I actually gonna make any sort of impact now Liva Day is very helpful and kind yeah I think that first week really hurt her because they're they were like your first look was great like they loved her but then like they destroyed her second look and like it has to hurt your confidence like your first time out on the runway and you get ripped to shreds that harshly and then the second week like she doesn't hear anything Mm -hmm. and then she's like did I do 
better? Like, do you like this better? Like, yeah. are you happier with me? And like, so I'm sure it's super easy to get into your head that way and be like, 100%. they don't like me. Like, they don't like what I'm doing. Like, they hate me and all this shit, which like, I don't think is true. No. But like, I can see how easy it is to get in your head. Yeah. Shout out to River Medway. I really like her and I thought her runways this week were so cute. But we'll get into that in a minute. And then we have a much more serious conversation around being diagnosed as HIV positive with Charity Case, which first off, just before we get into this, shout out to her and Kitty Scott Claus for having like the cutest little friendship. Love their friendship. I'm here for it. I stay on their friendship. They're so cute. And they've been friends and hanging out every single episode, like really just showing like we're kind of here for each other. And they didn't know each other beforehand, right? Like they met on the show. I believe so. I believe they met on the show and they're just like very, they kind of sit together in every workroom moment. Like they kind it's of, like, it's I was, so nice. We were saying this last week about their friendship, but it's just like, it's so like out of nowhere. It low-key feels like Regina George sitting down with Janice Ian. Yeah. And like, they're, they're like, you shouldn't be friends, but like the fact that you are is so cute and I love it so much. And like, it's very important. It's very cute. We love them. So basically, Charity Case, I don't remember exactly how it comes up, but she says she's HIV positive and starts to talk about the struggle she's had with this diagnosis. And Kitty, in just her wanting to know more about Charity's life and how it, how that has sort of affected her, asks her about like her dating life. And Charity confesses like, She's been bullied for her status before and she doesn't really put herself out there on dating apps anymore because she's like, well, I just get bullied or people tell me I'm diseased or like, yeah. I don't remember what other words she used to describe it, but basically she was just like, I want a partner. I don't want to be lonely, but there's so much stigma around this even still, even though she's like, I'm untraceable. Like you can't yeah. get it from me. And so it was just like, it was really hard to watch her realize how heartbroken she really is and yeah. how even though like there are all these things that have come up with HIV and treatment of HIV like it's still so stigmatized poor sweet angel charity case is just trying to like live her life and she also made it sound like she just had like one kind of crazy night out when she's 18 right and like and like that was the repercussions which is like that's fucking ridiculous and like it's terrifying because I remember and I'm sure you do too because like this isn't a read, but like you are older than me. So like before, like even like when you were in high school or like college, like there was even less information mm-hmm. than when I was. And basically I was told that like, if you get HIV, like it's a death sentence, like you will die. Yeah. Like I mean, that's like what I was taught. Yeah. That's what we were taught. We also like, you had things like rent and, you know, like rent. shows and stuff like that yeah. out at that time being like, we're living with it, but like, it's we're not, not going happy. great. <laughs> we're all miserable. Everyone's going to die. Yeah. And so that's like what the media is telling you, like what you're being taught in schools. But then like, there's so many great strides in science has come a long way. You know, like now we have PrEP, Discovy. There's like also things that people who are positive can take that reduce their count so that like they can't transmit it to other people. Undetectable, like Charity was saying. So like, there's so many things that like have come up that I still don't think is being taught or like, it's just like Mm -hmm. not wildly known. And it's insane. There's still people out there who think that if you get AIDS, one, you're automatically gay, which is mm-hmm. ridiculous at this point. But two, that like you're going to die. Not AIDS that you get if you get HIV. That like if you are HIV positive, you're automatically gonna die. And the fact that like there's a lot of people in the world who still think that is insane to me. It just insane. It also to me just shows like the very real power of like propaganda because there was like a whole movement I mean before I was born but like in the 90s when HIV was really HIV and AIDS like that 
epidemic was really taking a hold of not just the gay community, but they were attributing it to the gay community through like propaganda. And the fact that that idea has had such staying power over 20, 30 years when we know that that's not the only way to get HIV. Literally, it comes from like, you know, you can get it from any sort of exchange of bodily fluids, including like drug abuse. And like, you can also just be born with it if you're like in a country where it is the epidemic has affected your like group of people. And so it's just like the stigma around it is just like horrifying. And it was so sad to see Charity Case be so like, or it was so lovely to see her be so vulnerable, but also so sad to realize like that is her reality. And, and like, reality it really hasn't. So many other people too. Yeah. Right? And it really hasn't changed significantly no, yeah. at all. And that just is like so heartbreaking to know and watch, but like Kitty Scott cause was just so precious and was just like, well, you have a bunch of Queens who love you and think you're amazing now. And like friends and sisters for life. Truly. So we got your back a form of drag that nobody else could do. Yeah, no one else is doing what she can do. And I think that's really exciting for us to see. But appreciate you for being so vulnerable. I'm sorry that Love you have it. to feel vulnerable. I'm and sorry that, that this you, is like how you're having to go through the world. I'm sorry that you have to be the one to teach others, others yeah. because it's not your responsibility. But I'm very happy to listen to you. And also your looks this week were fucking fire. Well, let's get, let's into, get into it. This. Let's go down the runway in order. We had our first, what's it called? Our first category is happy campers in the outside. And our first girl to walk down the runway was unkindly Crystal Versace. This cunt looks so fucking good. That's all I'm so going to say. She looked so good. I mean, she did the whole girl guides outfit, but she just did it perfectly. I mean, what waste? Perfect. Like that was just fucking rude. I don't know so how she's good. so skinny. I don't know how she looked so good. It just was elevated it was classy it was stunning she just killed it next up poor sweet angel we had kitty scott claws and not poor sweet angel because she didn't look good but because she had to follow crystal versace it's like girl looked very good if she was out on the runway first yeah would have been like that's amazing the fact that she came out right after another girl scout look and like it just like wasn't as good and the thing is it was so cute it, it was very her great. Cute. Like, I loved it. She looked great. But and it was like, just like, not, you just couldn't win. Next up, we have River Medway. And can I just say, I loved this look made out of maps and mosquito nets. I thought it was so cute. I thought it was so cute. It was one of her best looks that she's had all season. Yes. It gave me like jungle cruise, but like very fitted. I thought it showed off her body in such a stunning way. And I think people are putting River Medway. We'll talk a little bit about this in Untucked, but like they're kind of like just discounting her at all times. And I was like, I actually think she really killed this runway. Like I thought Happy Campers was such a cute vibe. We'll talk about Campfire Couture, but I just feel like they're still thinking of her as a filler queen. And I just don't think that's the case. Mm -hmm. Sound off if you disagree with me, but I really like her anyway. I liked her too. I was about it. Up next, we had, just like Nick sort of got into, our girl Charity Case being a rabid bunny as a Girl Scout, question mark. This was not my vibe, but I can understand that it took a whole lot of talent to create. The makeup is very cool. I didn't care for the, like, dead bunny had taken over a Girl Scout's, like, look. I just, I, I thought it was very interesting. I liked it. Again, it's very different. Nobody else is doing anything like this. 
the story she had to weave. <clears throat> I was like, what? It's just, it's very different. No one else is ever doing anything like this. And so I think that's why I like it because it's a different form of drag that we've ever seen before. But anyway, as always, she does a good job. The girl knows how to paint a face, which I just think is a skill right. that is so exciting to see in that way because she is good at beauty makeup, but she's also good at the prosthetic makeup and it's just so cool to see. Chorista May comes next and she decided to be oh Dora the Explorer. No, she did it. That's what, what she said. She said that. I know, but it doesn't make sense. I'm just, I'm Theresa just saying May, what she said. I took notes. Theresa May got a different prompt than everybody else where they told her to be a blue yeti. Like this was not a happy camper look. It is if you think of it as Dora the Explorer. Where are you getting Dora the Explorer? There's in this? a backpack. Besides, she has a backpack on. <laughs> Take away the backpack. Where Nick, are you going to enjoy? Because in I'm this, not disagreeing with you. Because I'm like, it's, this, this is this not picture, a runway in which we are going to disagree much. This episode. I was like, because unlike this episode two, right here, where does she like? Here was my biggest problem with it. Do I understand how it's camping? No, not really. My biggest problem with it was it's just it makes her face look fat. The blue thing around her head was like not flattering, and I was like, girlfriend, no. But yeah, it wasn't really camping. I don't know. Happy campers. I guess if you think of Dora the Explorer as a happy camper, then maybe it makes sense. But I don't think she camps. So I don't think she can. So just don't see Dora the Explorer. So like that argument doesn't work. I'm going based on what she said, but Dora the Explorer doesn't camp, so it doesn't really matter. It doesn't work whatever way you try to spin it. After our girl, Teresa May, we had Scarlet Harlot being like Katniss Everdeen, basically. Nick doesn't <sighs> like this. No. I did. I just, again, it didn't fit the prompt to me. So she when they like tried to make it seem like it was Katniss Everdeen, like Robin Hood, Robin Hood to me makes more sense than Katniss Everdeen, yeah, but yeah. her outfit is more Katniss Everdeen than Robin Hood. I wish so it, it was. It like, was a little bit of a muddled... <laughs> metaphor what are you what are your thoughts if she was going the robin hood which would have been more campsy outdoorsy wish it was green the fact that it's black throws me because i'm like it doesn't yeah no one fit. else had that color palette yeah like it doesn't fit the prompt being like that i wish mm -hmm. that it was green i would have been able to be like oh okay it fits the prompt okay cool i get it but because it's black it looks like post-apocalypse vibe mm -hmm. rather than camper outdoor vibe yes Let's talk. Next up, we had Vanity Milan wearing, I think, camo as the outside, but it's like a yeah. pink jumpsuit and these two like it's like blue. black saddlebags, basically. It's like blue camo. Don't know what the fuck she was doing with the two saddlebags covering up her entire body in the front. Like what? Like what was that, Vanity? It was a little bit weird. And the pink jumpsuit, like what? It didn't it, really make sense. This would have been really fierce if the jumpsuit was the same pattern as the blue camo. I don't know what fears. Yeah, I just feel like something was missing. It was kind of similar to their feedback for her during Dragaton of like, your outfit doesn't make sense for what they're doing. Your outfit yeah. doesn't match the thing that you're doing because like, if you were camping, I think that's why they were less mad at Scarlet Harlots is because like, if you were camping and like trying to survive in the wilderness, your outfit doesn't totally like not make sense. But a pink latex spandex jumpsuit with saddlebags and a... <clears throat> cape made out of camo it's not really camping it didn't work up next we had ella bidet which i love she's oh, like jane from I tarzan i loved ella she looked so cute was about her guest judge nicola nicola was like this is like camp perfection and i was like yes like camp as in the style of drag like super campy but also just like the runway very campy like i was about it it was perfect love ella bidet we stand you and then finally we had veronica green girl what the fuck 
again, we just had to explain so many aspects of people's drag today. I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. I think she was supposed to be like the camper who didn't want to wake up but, like, to go on the hike. But she like a mixture of Miss Hannigan from Annie. I was going to say walk of shame. Like Across a walk of Hannigan. shame. Yeah. Like it was just. It's oh. giving me Cameron Diaz in the Annie live or whatever it was. Or the it Annie is remake. not giving share. It's not giving share. But you know who is? Someone in the second runway. We'll get there in Here a second. Here we go. Second runway. Campfire Couture. This is the outfit that they had to make themselves. First up was... Crystal Versace. I love Aquaria. <laughs> it's oh. very good. Like, I'm not going to, like, take it away from her. It is very good. It is constructed really interesting. The way that she was describing how, like, the tubes, whatever you want to call them, like, the po- pokey the bits, the spikes, had tent poles in there to make them spiky. I love that. I think it was very creatively constructed. Mm-hmm. It's not the most original thing. And she was like, no one's ever seen this on Drag Race. I was like, they have. I also feel like she, most of her looks are very Violet Chachki also. So like, they all just. Huh. And I'm not taking it away. Like, no, no, it everyone is heavily inspired by other people. And then the judges are kind of like, you wear the same thing and I can expect what you're going to wear before you walk down the runway. And I was like, I mean, tea. You're going to have a snatched waist and look beautiful. You haven't done anything crazy, like crazy different. And both of these, you look gorgeous and you look snatched as fuck. I'm not going to take that away from you, but I agree you're getting a little more. Next up we had Kitty Scott Claus is wearing a sleeping bag. Yes. I like this. I think it's very cute. I think it's a little simple, but like it's passable. I like it because of how she styled it. Yeah. I don't think it's like a top situation, but I think for me, it was cute. It fit well for the most part. It was a little big on top, but I think it's because Kitty wears really big boobs. Yeah. Kitty's also like a bigger girl. But I think she also puts in huge boobs, which sometimes offset her outfit. Like, it makes her outfits look a little bit... Yeah. I also, like, I just think, like, I think it's passable. I don't think she is a person who makes a lot of looks, and I don't think that's, like, what she's known for. She's not, like, a look queen. And Mm -hmm. I think this is, like, good work for not having that be your forte. I mean, she told us that she doesn't really do a lot of design things. So for me, I was like, this is a big step up. I was kind of worried that you weren't going to do well. And I thought she kind of nailed it. Yeah, I was about it. Next we had... River Medway. River. Oh, River looked cute. I think so too. She like came out looking like a bellhop or flight. Like flight attendant attendant. moment. The only thing I don't like are these triangles that she put for her tits. I just think that they're very cheaply done. Like they Maybe like they compared to like Crystal Versace. Off. Yeah, they looked like they were falling off. But I think overall, like I think River looked very cute. Yes. I thought her week this week was really strong. I think she had a strong week too. I think she could have possibly been in the top three because I felt like Crystal Versace was kind of controversially in the top three. And I thought River's, both her looks were really good and it was a step up. And I felt that would have been a nice way to like acknowledge her trying. Yeah. But we didn't go that direction. So that's okay. Um, next up we had Charity Case. Who was, oh my god, she looks so good. I liked this. She looks like Unica Queen's promo look from season 13. Like mm-hmm. the same pattern, same skirt, but then like it was just the front portion, the back was like, it was like an apron. I think that was like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really cute, really creatively made as well. I was about it. I liked it. I liked her. I really liked Charity Case this week. I was very upset she wasn't in the top. I didn't like either of her looks, but that's because oh, I'm, I'm not a terrible fun. person. Yeah, exactly. I just wrote down I didn't love it, and I think it was because for me it was a little off-putting that like they hadn't shaved their legs. It's very off-putting for me in this moment. I'm like I'm staring at your hairy ass. Like that was not something that I was necessarily that into, but like to each their own, to each their own. I really appreciated the construction of the outfit. 
there's a ton of like detailing that went into it. It wasn't just glowed onto a corset. It was like, she handcrafted this whole like outfit and like really came in, like made a whole piece that was very different from everyone else's, (laughs) which I appreciated. And I loved the pink wig Mm -hmm. and I loved the shoes. I was like, this is such a fun moment I just didn't so it's like it took me out of it to see a hairy ass to be perfectly honest up next we had Teresa May giving us Madonna giving us Madonna Queen of Hearts vibe but she described it as like she had hooked up with a guy and he jizzed in her eye and now she can't see like it was like a whole backstory and the owl sees for her now we didn't really totally get it didn't get it I didn't hate it it's a tube dress I don't hate it but it's a tube dress I think the one thing with both of Teresa's looks is Michelle and Rue talked about like the messy, it was like dirty tights and something else. And I just, I didn't notice. So I didn't really know what they were talking about, but they were like, I didn't notice the dirty tights either. Yeah. They both mentioned it. They were like, your tights are like a little bit dirty. They were just like, you're, you're unfinished. And right now because of the like competition you're up against like those things just can't happen anymore i agree it like wasn't my favorite but it's a tube dress it's a simple tube dress i thought it was cute it was cute but like what's your face made this on all stars five jujube but in a watermelon pattern it's like the go-to dress that if you don't know how to sew you're going to make this yes exactly but up next, we had our girl Scarlet Harlot in just... Bitch, are you kidding? It was so fucking rude. She looked so fucking good. Blonde Cher. It's giving Cher. Girl looked fucking snatched. She so good. so good. Like, so good. I think this is one of those moments, like on Project Runway, where you're just like, jaw drops, like holy shit you made that in this amount of time and you just look so good and like she was so cute in her confessional she was like i was looking really good on the runway and we were like bitch we know Uh, we saw you came you saw you conquered you fucking killed it that's all we have to say about that she looked so fucking good bitch looks so good vanity milan went right after her in her dress made of ropes Oh, vanity. What the fuck were you wearing? It was bad. <laughs> and you looked ugly. And the fact that you thought you looked so good and that other people looked terrible, I wanted to punch you in the face. Well, that's an untucked. We'll get to it. But yes, I agree. My thing was like, it looked unfinished. It looked like she ran out of time. So the top was actually pretty cool. I mean, it was a little done. I think rope dresses are a little done. Yeah, but from Project I mean, Runway and this show, but the bottom just looked unfinished. She was like, shit, I don't have a skirt. So like, let me put some fabric there. I did think her makeup looked better after getting some critiques from Raven about how to make her skin more, look more luminous rather than like oily and shiny, which I thought she did a really nice job of listening to that. I just would like to tell Vanity Milan, I know she's not listening and doesn't care about my opinion. You don't always need a necklace. That's all I'm going to say. So I think a lot you of just queens don't need wear to add a big necklace. necklaces to cover up their breastplates maybe yes is she wearing a breastplate she might not oh she i don't i didn't think she was i don't think she is wearing a breastplate so never mind i didn't think she was that's fair that if if that is the case great this is now the second week in a row it didn't add to her outfit it's bad it's just like the skirt was cut unevenly and i'm like that's such like an easy thing like i don't (laughs) sew and i do not make outfits but i could make a dress even you know Mm -hmm. so like girl what the fuck it was just it was very messy 
it wasn't my favorite look. Then we had Elle of a Day wearing like a raincoat and this like fun little tartan cute. dress. Elle looked cute. I really liked Elle of a Day's. I the judges were cute. on the fence about it, but I thought it was very cute. Yeah, like Nicola. Nicola, she was like, I don't think the jacket goes with the dress. I'm like, I, is, that's just like untrue. Like, like she purposely made it to have cuffs like to cuffs match the dress. Met, like it's just untrue. Her makeup looked stunning. She looked Her so makeup good. Looked stunning. Last but certainly yeah. not least. Oh, what the fuck, Veronica? We had Jesus. This. Christ. There's nothing to even say. This is shit. Shit is so mean, Nick. Am I wrong? I personally, she was going for a thing where it was like the depression was the block. It seemed like she was really going for a metaphor with her outfit, which I don't hate. I just think the execution was poor. The body is the same body that Vanjie had in episode one of season 10. Like it's this, it's literally the same exact bunching of fabric. Like it's Vanjie. And then like, the makeup didn't make sense. Like, it didn't fit with the outfit because, like, you would think, like, Graham Norton brings this up. He's like, you would think, rainbow, beautiful, like, oh, you have giant wings, so it's like a butterfly. You would think you would come out here looking gorgeous and, like, serve us fairy princess, butterfly goddess realness. No, let's paint our half our face black and, like, hands black. And it's like, Veronica, what is going on? It was a metaphor on? for her depression, Nick. It wasn't good. It anyway, wasn't good. that was the end of our runway. So now we get into critiques. We find out that Kitty Scott Claus, Charity Case, and River Medway are all safe. And then our controversial top is Crystal Versace. And then our other tops are Scarlet Harlot and also Ella Day. And then the bottoms are Veronica Green, Vanity Milan, and Charissa May. What did we think about this, Nick? I kind of already said that I kind of thought River Medway should have potentially replaced I think Crystal Versace. If I'm looking at the top three, I think I would have put Charity Case in there instead of Crystal. Crystal. And that's it. I think I would have put Charity Case instead of Crystal. And I would have put River Medway instead of Crystal. But I think everybody else is pretty pretty spot on. Yeah, because I didn't think Kitty, Charity, and River were not, could not have been bottoms. Yeah, no. The bottom three had to be the three that went. Yes, for sure, for sure. And I think Teresa May like does a pretty good job with the critiques. Like They basically go down the line and they're like, Crystal, you're getting predictable but still very good. Scarlet, we really liked you. Yeah. Elle of a Day, we really liked you, but also like some of us don't feel 100% on it. And then they were like, Veronica Green, we don't get it. Either of them. Vanity Le Milan, it's just like unfinished. And then Theresa May, you're just like not polished. Theresa May, you're not polished and you didn't finish the prompt. Yeah. Yeah. The way that they were talking though, I, th- I thought they were going to give it to Crystal. That's another yep. one. Just like the way that they were talking to her and gassing her up. And like, they didn't necessarily like love Scarlett's first look, but they were obsessed. Yeah. With like gag. Like RuPaul was gagged at the second Everybody one. was. And like, Everybody I love the was. day they were kind of like in the same way of like we did it like we didn't love your second look but we loved your first look yeah i felt like the tops were kind of weird because there there wasn't one person that they loved both things so anyway we go into untucked charity case rightfully so in nick's opinion is pressed that she wasn't a top i I agree. I think she should have been the top. I also think it hurts when you're in the bottom one week and then safe the next week. Like, you're not getting, like, that feedback of, like, did I do better? That's how I felt about River Medway. That's how I feel about River Medway. I'm like... But I think River should have been in the top last week, to be honest. And she wasn't. I don't know. I feel like River is being slapped on a little bit. So, like, that's just my own personal opinion. And then we have Charity Case reading Crystal. Because Crystal comes back and she basically is like, I'm going to win again. And I was like, 
I actually don't think that's accurate. Like Graham Norton and Michelle both said you're getting predictable. Right. I was like, I like that you are coming back with that confidence and telling them like, hey, this is how it went down. But I'm like, why did none of the other tops be like, actually, Crystal, they called you repetitive. Well, they did. Scarlett Harlow did say. Yeah. And then immediately after Vanity Milan's like, well, Scarlett's look looks off the rack. And I went more couture. Fucking Vanity Milan. I need you to sit down and shut up. I was just like, girl. girl not you trying to read other people to make you feel better about your or shitty critiques. I was just like, I don't think that's the necessary that or helpful. Her look couture, and I'm like, couture wear Sears? Like couture wear, darling. It's bad. It's falling apart. It's not finished. It looked bad. Yeah. And like, don't try and read somebody else because you are self-conscious about it. Not that you're self-conscious. Like, don't try and read somebody else. Yeah, it was a little bit hard because I was you're just not like, that good. I was like, to call Scarlet's off the rack is a little bit insulting to Scarlett to be perfectly yeah. honest and I think the reason we were shown it is I'm assuming Scarlett's gonna address it with her next week good I hope so but that being said we go back out we find out our winner is Scarlett Harlot ah, yes and I that- fucking died we were very, very excited. It was a little bit of a gag when Crystal Versace was announced as safe. Nick was like, wait, are they going to give the win to I Scarlett know. Harlot? I truly thought they were going to give it to Crystal. I'm very happy they did Yeah, I, same. And then we find out, unfortunately, our bottom two are Vanity Milan and Veronica Green. They lip sync to just another <laughs> song that we didn't wait. care for. They lip sync to I've Got the Music in Me, not... I got the music in me. I got the music in me. I just want to say it was not. I got the music in me. It was not the High School Musical 2 version. So what are we even doing here? Like, what are we doing here? And then in the gag of the century, after already sending home Victoria Scone earlier in the episode, Veronica Green goes home, thus ending my streak of being successful in Queens of the Week. This is the thing. I was doing well. Do I like Veronica Green more than Vanity? Yes. Yes. Did Veronica Green have a worse episode than Vanity? Yes. Unfortunately, yes. Neither one of Veronica Green's looks were good. And then she was terrible in the lip sync. Not terrible. She was worse in the lip sync than Vanity. And I was like, she has to go home. My? Which like sucks. But like she had to go home. Here's the thing. Like it it sucks, but she had to. Rue and all the judges were like, what a great lip sync. And I was like, was it? Yeah. Where was this a great lip sync? But we love you, Veronica Reed. We are very sad to see you go. Very sad. But like, unfortunately, it was your time based on that episode. Exactly. It really hurt my heart, though. I was very upset. You should see my notes, Veronica Green. I am angry in all caps. That's that's. It's just like, it sucks because it was like, she has to. I know. I know, Nick, but I also don't want it. Okay. I don't want it. Anyway, we have kind of reached the end of the episode. We did get a little bit of a teaser next week. Nick and I are Liddy. I'm ready. Bing, bang, bong, sing, sing, song, ding, ding, bong. I'm fucking lit. This song better be amazing. My pussy is ready to pop. So that being said, we've wrapped it up. We're very excited for next week. Let's Hopefully the songs are good. Cards. So let's vibe check some judges. Um, Nick, would you like to bring us your vibe check first? I'm going to vibe check Raven. And it was when she was talking to Kitty about contouring her nose. She's like, I want to go for the skinniest line possible and make your nose disappear talking about nose contour and i just uh, like it's a thing in drag like with drag queens like make their nose contour ridiculously painfully small and like i love it i find it so fun. i'm gonna vibe check two people i'm gonna vibe check roof when veronica green went down the runway makeup by rudy giuliani <sighs> 
Yes, that was great. <laughs> One that of her great. funniest comments. I also loved when Kitty Scott Claus came out for the first Happy Campers look with her big blonde, like very Dolly Parton wig. Nicola goes, Dolly Parton is so versatile, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. It's not necessarily a vibe check in like I didn't like it, more like they were very funny. So I enjoyed. Nick, let's talk Queens of the Week. Where are you at? Who's your episode three pick? I'm... Last week you had Kitty Scott Claus. So where are you at now? I think I'm going to keep Kitty uh, yeah. Scott I think I'm going to keep her. She's been very consistent. She's like, she was great last week. She was good this week as well. So like she proves that she can make an outfit and design shit. I feel comfortable and safe in my pick. Well, I'm going back to Scarlet Harlot. She didn't let me down. And now Veronica Green has let me down. And by let me down, I just, we're both in a deep depression about you leaving. So I'm going to go back to Scarlet Harlot. I'm glad to see her competing against Crystal Versace. I think that's exciting to see that someone is at least getting badges and it's not just Crystal Versace. Bless. So <clears throat> I don't know if that'll continue next week, but we shall see. All right. We've got some very silly rapid fire questions today. LOL. So let's go. First up, we've got What's your favorite part about going camping, Nick? Marshmallows, s'mores, fuck yes. Is it bad that like low key that was going to be my answer too? Good, as it should be. Just like a campfire moment. The best part is campfire. It's not actual camping. It's not staying in a tent. It's not the bugs. It's not really the nature. It's making s'mores at a campfire. And like also like, I don't know if you made them growing up, spider dogs? No, but that sounds amazing. It's just like a hot dog where you just cut the ends of them, cross leg it so when you uh, cook them, they frail up. or like, like um, hobo pies. Excuse me? You know what I mean? A hobo pie? Okay, that definitely should not be called hobo pies anymore. But like, you take these sandwich makers, and like, they're usually made for grilled cheese, but like, we would make hobo pies, and it's white bread, and you would put like apple pie filling or cherry pie filling, and then I want you that. put another piece of white bread on you put it in the fire and it like gets super crispy and delicious you put powder sugar on top it was camping like i never went camping with my family but we did have a bonfire pit in our backyard and i would go camping with my friends yeah and i'll go camping with my friends in high school like in the summertime because you could do illegal things in buffalo when you're camping and but those were always the best time i was always in charge of food Sounds like you were you were the person I want on my camping trip. Nick. Obviously, all right. Not for like survival reasons, <laughs> but like for fun. I reasons. want to be crystal clear. You would not. <laughs> but like for fun reasons. For fun reasons. Okay, so we had a lot of girls come out in the first runway, which was um, Happy Campers in the Outdoors. They came out as girl guides. I did look it up. Girl guides. The UK version do not sell cookies. However, That's Girl weird. Scouts do. So let's do it. What is your favorite Girl Scout cookie, Nick? It is a tie between the Thin Mints, but only when they have been in the freezer. So they are rock hard and ice cold. They are delicious that way. And then the shortbread cookies, Trifolds? Trifoils. Trifoils. I love a shortbread cookie. Those are my top two. So mine used to be the lemon ones that were like circles with powdered sugar on them. I don't, the lemonades are good, but I miss the circle lemon ones. So those are my like top, top, top favorites, but I'm a tag along bitch through and through. We love a peanut butter chocolate moment. Tag alongs can fucking get it. You know what's weird? People live for the Samoas. I hate Samoas. I don't like coconut. I don't like coconut, but bitches are like, Samoas are the best. I'm like, where? I don't love coconut. And then (coughs) caramel is not my favorite flavor either. So I'm just like, this this like just doesn't, it's really not for me. Sorry to those fans of those Girl Scout cookies. All right, let's talk. What would you do for your camping look? Like the Happy Campers one? That's the one we were looking at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what would you do Happy Campers in the outdoors? What would you do? 
So I had the idea, I think it would be really funny to like come out as Meredith Blake from the parent trap and like in like a tracksuit, have your hair like slicked back and super wet and like hitting two sticks together and be like, just want to make sure that there's no mountain lions around here. Like I think that would be hysterical. But like, or the moment, like have a lizard on your face. A lizard on your face. Just like that. Also like going even further with that idea, like dressing up as you don't know horror movies. But, like, I was going to say any of the women who like go out into the woods in a horror film. Right, like any of the women like running for your life in the woods or on honestly like doing like a very sexy slutty version of Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th like with the hockey mask one from the machete mm-hmm. there you mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. like making something like those references of like these are like camp icons like Camp Crystal Lake Parent Trap Camp like those are like would be very interesting to see and I would I think that's the route I would go yeah I was thinking horror was maybe the way to go if I because I don't know a ton of like camping references other uh-huh. than potentially Parent Trap or horror but I thought horror would kind of be a fun well I mean I thought for you like maybe that's more what charity case was going for. I think for. that's what she was going for. I didn't, why a bunny? I just think like wildlife, toxic, <laughs> stuff like that. Got it, got it, got it. But yeah, I think there were more options to be explored there. Mm-hmm. That I we mean, didn't also, do. Like, I'm surprised. Oh, it's the UK, so it probably wasn't big there, but I was going to say Beverly Troop. <gasps> Troop Beverly Hills. Hills. Fuck, we should have been that Troop Beverly Hills. I fucking love her. We should have been Troop Beverly well, Hills. Well, Gigi Good did that on season 12. Yes, she did. But like, yes, that's, yes, that's yes. what you would. I love her so, so, so much. She's just like she's an icon okay so that being said let's now finish out nick and i have decided (laughs) to make this a thing if we don't like the lip sync song we are going to recast it and so nick what song would you like to replace this lip sync song with you are the music and me sharpay's version thank you musical too thank you that is the only answer (laughs) or i was gonna say because i think vanity milan has talked about having musical theater experience And Veronica Green is definitely a musical theater queen. I was Mm. like, why didn't they lip sync to a musical theater song? Anyone could have done. Music of the night. (laughs) No, Nick. Like, Mamma Mia. We could have Uh, gone so many directions. I'm still waiting for six. I'm still waiting for six. Like, we had so many options and we just, we didn't take them. And that's fine, but you're wrong. Anyway, on that note, guys, we'll see you for episode four next week. Let us know your thoughts on this season. We're having so much fun. We're living for the UK version. If you're going to be watching Canada, Nick and I will be catching up. We won't be covering it on the pod, but we will be watching. So feel free to like holler at us, talk to us in our DMs about how hot Brooklyn Heights looks in drag and out. (laughs) Truly, He's a 10. She's a 10. It's not fair for her to be both. Anyway, we'll talk to you on the next time. Catch us on Instagram (laughs) or on Twitter. And for right now, and for right now, we'll see ya when we see ya. Talk to you soon, fam. Love ya. We out. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Escaping Reality. We are so grateful to have you all in our little podcast fam. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow for new episode notifications. We love interacting with you and want to hear your take on each episode as you watch. So slide into those DMs at at Escaping Reality Pod on Instagram or tweet us your feels at ESC Reality Pod on Twitter. Go ahead and hit us up. We're so excited to finally watch a show in real time with y'all and can't wait to go on this RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under journey with you. Make sure you follow us on social media to see how you can interact with us about the show and your favorite queens slash looks. We have lots of fun episodes planned, so stay tuned for all your Survivor and RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under content. Thanks so much for listening and escaping reality with us. Bye.